0: Attention, please. Places for top of show. Places for top of show. Hello and welcome to Twins Talk Theater. We are Cindy and Stacy, And we're talking about theater, backstage life, and all the excitement that the audience doesn't get to see. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the last week of March. We are over one year into the pandemic. Still going strong. I mean, <laughs> from as far as podcasts. Strong strong as far as podcasts go. Uh, This week, we have Derek Sheehan with us, who I met in Cincinnati. We went to grad school together. He went, I believe you got your uh, MFA in technical direction? Correct. Because I mostly remember you in the shop, so I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Uh, he then moved to Long Island out to New York the same, around the same time I did to work as an assistant production manager at Gateway Playhouse. He then spent some time as a project estimator at RPG and then went back to Cincinnati for a while as a lighting sales rep, which I'm going to want to talk about because I don't know how you got there from TD. Um, <laughs> spent three years in Cincinnati. And then his wife, who's a lighting designer, Kate first got a job in California. So they packed up, moved c- across country to Los Angeles in 2012. He spent six months as the project management consultant there with the same company that Kate was at before he got his current job, which is lighting and rigging representative doing specification sales with MPA Lighting. And he actually met Stacy on this gig uh, when Stacy was at East. Was it East-West Players? Yep, East-West Players. Yep. East-West Players. Yep. So it's kind of a small world when she texted me one day and was like, hey, do you know a guy named Derek Sheehan? I was like, oh, yeah, why? So, small I think it was world. about the
1: same, probably similar to time when I was like, hey, does your sister work at...
0: <laughs> because she always just referred to you as Sheehan and then you didn't obviously introduce yourself to me as Sheehan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so How like, dare remember
0: you? Sheehan, and I was like, yeah, but he said his name was Derek. Yep, yep. <laughs> Not <the> same guys. <laughs> so tell us okay first why did you go okay no wait before that <laughs> this is only our 120 something <laughs> podcast it's okay twin we'll get it i know i know uh, we will. I should write this stuff down. Well, first I was like, tell us how you got here. Then I was like, no, wait, how did we get here? So how did you get into theater? Which then led to my second question, which is how did you end up doing, getting a degree in technical direction from Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. So however you want to take
1: those two. Those are my first two questions. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll start. I started theater in high school. Yeah, uh, my high so school do we. was a uh, private high school outside of Chicago. Uh, and I mean, honestly, I fell into it because my brother was a few years older than me. So He was a senior my freshman year, and he was my ride home. So I had two options. <laughs> I could hang out in the library reading books, or I could join him doing the, the scenery construction. So uh, after reading books in the library for a while, I decided to join him once because he was like, you should uh, come do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's when I got hooked. So I've always been doing the scenery construction. Uh, from that point. But it was always a hobby. Uh, I went to undergrad, actually, for computer science. You know, I picked the college I went to because uh, all the technology firms in Chicago were sending their people there for continuing education. So, and I was doing theater as a hobby again, occasionally. At one point, the TD my freshman year was like, so you have a class and you're doing this work. We think you're okay at it. Do you want to join the theater staff? Like, basically, you'll do the same thing, but you'll get paid. It's so like, I debated it for a while. And eventually I said, sure. So yeah. I joined and that eventually led to me becoming the assistant technical director there as a student still. Um, and still double paid, majoring.
0: Paid to work there while you were taking classes there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it was a student, cool. student workers. So there was, there was a staff because in, in undergrad, our house was also a roadhouse.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. It was
1: an old people roadhouse. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll say at the time.
0: I worked for nine and a half years at the Norris Theater, which was mostly an old person roadhouse.
1: So, you know, I got (laughs) to see Burt Bacharach sing live.
0: Very exciting.
1: Uh, We probably had some tours
0: come through us that went through you guys as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Uh, we, we heard um, Do You Know the Way to San Jose from Burt Backrack and Dion Warwick and Diane Carroll all within a <laughs> short time period, <laughs> which was kind of entertaining. So.
0: <laughs> that is pretty awesome. So did uh, you get a degree in, uh, would you say, computer science?
1: So I double majored. Oh, okay. So I have a Bachelor of Arts. I forget which one is technically the front one because, you know, you can't actually have two degrees. In in many places, so it's a double major. Huh.
0: I did not know that, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah, we dropped so the double major, so we didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's true. We well, I mean, it here. came it came down to it. If I had to not need one class left to finish the computer science degree um, my senior year, I just would have dropped it.
0: See, we chose to go to London for a semester. If I just, if we'd have both stayed in our universities, instead of going to London, we could have double majored, but we found London to be way more exciting. So then we had to drop one to a minor because it would have been an extra semester of classes.
1: Oh, I did both. I went to London my senior year as well. Oh, Damn, show off.
0: and you still got a double <laughs> major. I mean,
1: I mean, luckily, the gen eds crossed. It was only the specialty ones. And I, I, I will say, because I took... AP computer science classes. I actually mm. got through basically the first year of computer science classes, so that really was able to made that a lot easier to get through. Yeah, yeah.
0: that does make it easier, much nicer. So then, uh, did you go to CCM right after that, or you took no? I
1: I maybe? took two years where I was a stage crew at a little for profit theater um, outside of Chicago. Uh, this is the Drury Lane Theater. I was there oh, for yeah. about two years. Um, yeah. And then I was just looking for something else to do, you know? And so I was looking on art search and CCM said, Hey, we'll pay for you to go to grad school. And I thought that might be fun. So I applied. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, dreaming- clearly,
1: clearly I had a very clear drive and goal yes. for all, all of my movements
0: uh we started theater because a friend in high school said hey i got cast and then we started in college because we did work study in the theater and eventually we just started taking classes so yeah no that's that's how a lot of us go apparently
1: so apparently a lot of my uh, path is hey we'll pay you to do the thing you like doing great (laughs) So i mean it sounds kind of bad if you say it that way but
0: it sounds kind of awesome if you say it that way. <laughs> it does, right? It's not like, oh, I got stuck yeah, in a job whole... I hated. Yeah, but like you're getting paid to do something that was cool. So I like it. So then, were you at CCM for two years or were you there for three years? Because I, I know it was mixed for three. stage managers.
1: I was, I was a full three. Um, yeah, as a TD. So a number of shows. My thesis show was you were the stage manager for Cindy, actually. Because that was Little Women.
0: Ooh, I think you ah. that, you? The one and only so. time our parents flew out to see Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. This is very true. That yeah, was that a big was my, show. That was like one of the biggest was, ones that Cincinnati, Cincinnati had done at that point, right?
1: It, yeah, it was. there was a lot of stuff. And that was the first one we had a lot of automation in. Because that's the one where it was, we there was actually another team that was working on the automation portion of it. So there was like a technical director automation for automation, but that was faculty who ever seen that, but I handled all of the scenery and everything like that.
0: That yeah, so I was sad there. I couldn't go see that one. It sounded super cool. I didn't even get a video or anything.
1: I don't even know that we recorded them back then.
0: Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say Twin, to think Twin now sends me like short video clips of things, but I don't think I got any I got pictures. That might be the only thing that we had i don't know i might have to go back and and look at my stuff but did you also do uh this lady's not for burning
1: yeah No. so that was yeah
2: was that the the, the lady the lady's not for
1: burning that one that one was uh that was on the same stage so that was on um pc yeah that that was the one one that opened the year yes it is the one that flooded okay yeah we did that (laughs) one together too that was a rough evening
0: <laughs> <laughs> Flooding usually, yeah, I've gone through a couple of floodings, usually it's a toilet sometimes. When, it's when we
1: discovered that the uh the pump to pump the water out of the water cistern did not have a backflow preventer, so oh. it just emptied our water tank onto the stage. Nice. And we literally had to take the set apart on stage that evening to uh <laughs> dry it like... out overnight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> The choice of things that people don't know what happens. <laughs> those, are always, those are always fun because then you also have to worry about the floor getting wet, and the floors always made of wood. And then how far down did it go? And
1: well, luckily because warping. it was water, we put we put plastic down first. Okay, to protect to protect the facility floor. Smart. but So, but we still had to pull up blue on and. Because it was a painted show floor. So we had to pull up the painted uh, show floor. We had to move the the set was one giant wall with a platform, a second story platform. So we had to basically move the whole thing to get access to it.
2: Well, at
0: least somebody thought ahead and put plastic down. When we did Singing in the Rain, we didn't paint our deck. We mm-hmm. just did it on the regular deck. So by the end of four weeks of it raining on the rented stage that eventually got through to the regular stage, we had to impl- replace a whole section of... why would you not put plastic down before you put down their floor Do you just didn't think about it no we didn't put down a floor it was a rolling unit that rolled on and then it rained on that unit but singing in the rain Uh, if you know the gene kelly dance he freaking kicks that water everywhere it doesn't stay on that platform that was rolled out for him to dance on
1: well that's the thing if you're ever working with water on stage it will end up everywhere you don't think it would
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he walks off stage, dripping wet. Didn't have anything for that. Just towels off stage. That's what happens.
2: <laughs> well,
0: I'll have to keep this in mind if I ever do a show that rains. Oh, there's Which may way happen. more issues with that than just flooring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this is this just a fountain that someone somewhat bathed in. Briefly, like a downspout type thing. Yeah. Okay, rinse twins. their hair. I don't yeah. I don't even remember.
0: Find pictures to I don't remember either. Pictures. Yeah, I yeah, I have to look up the water fountain. I highlighted it. I'm sure light. I have them somewhere but... <laughs> And then as a side topic, did you meet Kate at CCM?
1: Yeah, we met at grad school.
0: What did she get her degree in? Lighting design. Nice. And I actually I don't remember if we worked together at CCM, but like my first big job out of school was when I did uh, the Arduino, which Stacey loves. And Kate was my lighting designer for that yeah. in, in New York City,
1: which was pretty awesome. Her first off-Broadway. Yeah. yeah, talk about a
0: small world. I was like, oh, I know this person. How awesome. <laughs> so then you, you graduated from CCM, and then you instantly moved to New York?
1: Um, yeah, I technically moved before I graduated in standard CCM oh. fashion. Um, <laughs> I basically completed everything, got the job, moved out, moved out there, uh, and that was to Long Island to that little theater, which was mostly a summer stock, but there was staff that was year round. So I was hired on as a year round staff person. Didn't we talk to? Oh right. Okay. Like Wait. Can... Possibly.
0: Terrible. I mean, know. I know people there, but wait how okay it... so then you're there go on how is it summer stock but year round? do they have like two seasons <laughs> the year round season and then the summer stock season because most year around doesn't have summer
1: pretty much they, they basically do most of their productions in the summer and then they do like a christmas thing and uh, i christmas. mean it's it's changed a lot since i was there and i honestly was only there for the summer because i decided that i wanted a job that paid better yeah <laughs> so I looked for a job that paid better, which brought me to <laughs> the, the uh, scene shop world in New York. It was kind of cool. I uh, joined up as a project estimator. So I would go down to all the Broadway meetings and we'd all look at the models and make up numbers on how much we thought it would cost. Right. <laughs> what we were
0: talking about before the podcast? what <laughs> so budgets are? How did numbers? you do that?
1: Uh, I mean, when I got there, there was an extensive, honestly, Excel spreadsheet program Yes, um, that there had been a lot of time prior to me being there built into figuring out how many, you know, man hours and man days it would take to do things. So it it was definitely interesting going from like grad school where, oh, we'll just build it. It's cheaper to where can I buy that? It's cheaper,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which was an interesting process.
0: Is it a union scene shop?
1: Well, I mean, it's beyond that, you're paying people for every hour. Mm-hmm. When right. you're in college, you're not paying them to do anything. Like they have right. to. They're, they're technically paying fine. to do that work.
0: Yeah, that's uh, one of the things that, because I came from uh, community and then local theater. Uh, so, crew wasn't super, super expensive, but now working in for profit stuff, like, the crew hours are freaking expensive. Yeah. And they're like, this flat costs $500. And I'm like, it's a flat. How How is it $500? They're like, <laughs> well, somebody has to order the material, and someone has to cut the material, and someone has to build it, and then someone has to prime it, and then someone has to paint it, and then someone has to paint it again. And that's like 15 hours at this much an hour. And I'm like, uh...
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said,
0: compared to what I'm used to.
1: there, There had been a lot of studies. I had replaced the position for someone who left for something else. So like they had done a lot of work before I got there and they figured out how long it takes to make a four by eight flat. Yeah. You know, and the material costs would be updated as the prices changed for that. But, you know, we knew this is how many two by fours we needed. This is how many, you know, whatever for a lot of, a lot of different items. So a lot of it was breaking things down to what is this wall? You know, what's the square footage of it? How how do I think I would build it? And then just try to extrapolate that down. And then you're looking at it and you're like, this only says like four hours. I know that's not going to be right. <laughs> so you'd kind of tweak things after that and enter into another spreadsheet that were, you know, all the burden rates, which is how much, you know, it actually costs the company to hire people to do stuff would be calculated through. Yeah,
0: then there's, So just a lot of, a lot of it. <laughs> excel Sorry? sheets
1: lots of excel sheets
0: now if you looked at the model did they give you like ground plans and elevations and things that you could work with
1: yeah there'd be a whole presentation day where all the scene shops would come in and we'd all look at the model and there'd be a the scene designer would be there and they would discuss what they wanted to do and discuss any weird things uh, not weird things but things that aren't clearly evident on the model and we mm-hmm. we'd leave with a full packet of drawings
0: that's actually really cool <laughs> then it's like a bidding war then you guys all go back and like come up with your bids and present them yep that sounds i mean it sounds awesome because i'm trying to budget a couple shows right now and i'm like i kind of wish that i had something like that stacy can you create me one so that i can budget (laughs) how much it's gonna cost for us right now i'm just like i know what it would have cost at my old theater but i had a scene shop and i had a tv like it was built into the, you know, to the system. So I didn't yeah, have to exactly. like budget anything. So okay. in that sense. So I'll work, on okay. that
1: after I I also the work with, especially for the automation bits cause everything on Broadway is lots and lots of it's automated. So I'd so work with cool. the engineers cause there was a group of engineers who would actually draft all that up. And we would discuss that yeah. and they would, they would help me put together the automation numbers and things like that. And then it would all get combined, go to my boss and then it would go out.
0: So, that is yeah. awesome. That's really, really cool. So from there, I know you went oh. back to Cincinnati. Oh, is there something before that?
1: Well, no, I was going to say, yeah, I was there for about a year uh, when I was laid off, which is why I left that job, <laughs> um, because uh, there was a very large production going on on Broadway that was very much in debt to very many companies, and mine was one of them. So mm. I was the last person in the staff hired, <laughs> so I was yeah. one of the first people to let go. Um. Uh, so at that point, point we, Kate and I, my wife just started both looking for jobs, uh, through connections from CCM. Uh, I got, I was told that there's a guy, a rep, a lighting rep down there who was looking for a new product manager slash it person. And so I interviewed for that and I got that. And then Kate got a job with FUNA, which was a cruise ship, um, outfitting company located in. Was headquartered in Cincinnati, of all places, as well. Mm-hmm. So we both got jobs there, so we both took them and both moved down there.
0: That's that's definitely what I think of when I think of cruise ships is Cincinnati,
1: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yeah, they do definitely. a lot of building that stuff, though. Is isn't it? Um, I want to say River City Scenic. Is that a thing in Cincinnati? Yeah, they're, they're
1: out there.
2: Yeah, yeah, they, they, of-
1: River City does a lot of cruise ship work too. Uh, um, but Funa did like system design on cruise ships like here's all the oh. entertainment and av systems and
0: there's a ton like of that I... stuff twin you have a, like every room you go into has a system built to play different kind of music and a piano and a microphone and we for, Kai's mom likes to play the trivia games and you have little handheld devices and like it's impressive the it that goes into a cruise ship
1: so yeah so but, you know they're they're there when the when it's being welded together that's the phase that they are a part of that of that for so they're doing drawings the first stuff stuff that's being pulled in conduits and things like that
0: that's, that's pretty awesome that would be so cool to see i don't know about work in, but <laughs> i never I mean, yeah
1: it, be... it seems to all be built in europe
0: so they design it in cincinnati and then it gets built in europe and then that's I guess, a ship wherever.
1: Well, it's, it's it's built at the shipyards where they're putting the boats together.
0: Oh, got it. Okay. I don't know if it was I mean, like sections created.
1: No, no, no. I mean, I don't know a ton of the details because I've never been a part of that. Because <laughs> Kate did it. So how what? did
0: you get hired as a lighting sales rep? <laughs> Well, okay, so work.
1: So TV. Uh, that's the trick, right? So I was working as a project manager and an IT manager at, for for a lighting sales rep. Okay, that's how it started. So, what did you do? Project management and <laughs> IT management.
0: How do you manage uh, IT? Uh,
1: well, I mean, I so I have a degree in computer science.
0: Oh, right. I forgot. About oh, that. yeah. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've been on this podcast for like 15 minutes and we've already forgotten what we <laughs> talked
1: about. Well, I was like, that was a little bit you filed there. And like, that's not important.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it has nothing to do with theater. I ignored
1: uh, that part. <laughs> so I was overseeing. I mean, and it was a small company. So it was mostly just, you know, making sure that the server was rebooted when there was a problem and managing software licenses and things like that.
0: Every time someone said, I got locked out, I can't remember my password.
1: Yeah. Like, can much.
0: I open this document? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, every time you know, I also, fries, her hard drive, which she does that fairly often, or her motherboard. That's I impressive. Switch. Yeah. Yeah. About every um, year and a half, I yeah. kill something on my computer. <laughs> Not sure how she does it, but it's impressive.
1: Yeah. So there, I actually worked with fellow alums, uh, Jonathan Fuchs and uh, B.J. Wilkinson. So. Oh wow. The three of us worked there. They're the ones who were like, hey, we got something to leave in. And you, do you want a job? That's yes. amazing. <laughs> so while there, I would do control risers and help with quotations at various points in time. And kind of help oversee projects and things like that. It kind of varied.
0: Was the lighting sales theatrical lighting or like in-home lighting or a mixture? So
1: I'll say commercial, which means anything that's commercial, which would include theaters got it anything that's not a residence yeah.
0: so it could be like architectural lighting absolutely okay i've known a couple like people to go into that
1: yeah so i was there for i want to say it was just around two years i think
0: how was I it think- being back in cincinnati because you were only gone for a short period of time before you went back
1: yeah i was only gone for like a year and a half so it actually I mean, Cincinnati changed a lot in that time period. It became way more fun because they <laughs> finished the whole downtown area. Oh right! On the river and stuff. So there was more to do. Well, I guess they hadn't finished it yet. Like any other year after we left, it like really finished. But it was changing. I mean, you know, my my brother actually lives in Cincinnati, and we still had a lot of friends there. So it was, right, it was It was no big deal going back.
0: Right, felt kind of comfortable. I guess. Yeah
1: cost of living was cheaper than new york that's for sure
0: oh my god i still think of my apartment in cincinnati and or how much a margarita cost and that's kind of what i miss i more was gonna than say i only went to the school in a bar I was in cincinnati <laughs> for three days with twin and we went to a bar in the school that was about it
1: i mean we were at that bar at least once a week
0: at least at once least. a week i mean that's I'm pretty sure i got phone calls at least once a week yeah <laughs> 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 our parents when they were out there they went to the bar i got a phone call from my dad as my mom and sister walked home from the bar yeah it's a yeah, good place that's, that's right I, with more to do in cincinnati i was like there's more than one bar what else do you guys do out there I mean, well, so, didn't have a car, so we could only go so many places when you came out <laughs> yeah that's true uh wouldn't you you say the cost of living was obviously cheaper than New York and then you move out to California.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so welcome uh, to
0: this coast. Living's not cheap out here either.
1: Yeah, so where, when we were debating on making... this coast. Well, uh, so I'm in the San Fernando Valley, so I'm at the north end of the valley.
0: Okay. Slightly cheaper than the beach cities where I live.
1: <laughs> not Slightly.
0: much. But
1: yeah, But <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we are where we are located because of where my wife's job is and where my job is. How do you, Current a, job. N-
0: another question. How do two people continue to get jobs in the same rough area?
1: Well, so the move out to here was purely 100% her. So her company had been bought out by a much, much larger company. Uh, and they were planning on closing the office in Cincinnati. So... We were, we were looking at a situation where one of us wasn't going to have a job. Mm-hmm. If we stayed in Cincinnati, I would have a job and she wouldn't. If we moved somewhere for her, she would have a job and I wouldn't. So we both decided to just start looking for jobs and seeing what we found. Because either way, one of us was going to be unemployed. Mm-hmm. Like all, all, all the aspects is a good chance. So she had run into her current company, um, which actually has another CCM alum in them. Long before, I won't I won't say long before our time, because um, he'd be mad at me for saying that. But, uh, so he was a lighting student a number of years before us, uh, at a at a trade show at the um, was the IOPA uh, trade show in in Florida, which is a themed entertainment trade show, which is supposed to be amazing, but I've never made it out there.
0: Yeah, that sounds fun. I'm gonna to look that up. What is
1: <laughs> IOPA? So it's like I A. P-I- I don't know if there's two A's or not. P-P-I. P P I. There's probably another A in there.
0: <laughs> Themed entertainment convention. I'll just look that up.
1: <laughs> uh, but they literally have ride, like ride vehicles there. Yes, like you
2: can you can go there and awesome.
1: outfit an entire carnival just by walking through the booths. <laughs> that's, that's what, what I'm, I'm like. told. So it's everything from the rides to ride designers to lighting designers to facilities like like the whole the whole thing to food carts and where they're making the food in the food carts because they're trying to sell you their that whole portion of it.
0: Oh my god, it's you like know, a fair <laughs> in Disneyland all together. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we need to find one of these once COVID releases us from captivity.
1: <laughs> but it's also a trade show. So you know you could Expense you could put on your taxes, right? Right. Work, <laughs> right. work research. You could possibly get a job like he did. She <laughs> <laughs> did. Yeah. So she met, she met that company there um, and then en- ended up interviewing with them and liked, liked the company and they offered her a job. And so we were looking, deciding if we should do it. Hence, when the cost of living thing really came in, and we're like, oh, look, on this random internet website, Cincinnati's cost of living is like 85% of 100 being 100 being the average, and LA is 150%. Great. This will be awesome. Uh, (laughs) We do have better
0: weather. Take into consideration the weather. Well, you live in the valley. You get really hot.
1: It does get very hot here. But I don't have to clean snow off my car in the morning.
0: Yeah, see, I've never had that problem. I just get pictures from Cindy of doing it.
1: No matter how it. long
0: I live in, in snowy places, I never take that into consideration when it snows. I'm like, Oh, I know it takes me X amount of time to get somewhere. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh yeah. And 45 minutes to dig myself out. I don't know. It just never, never computes in my head, but.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so, so we just, good. we just decided to go for it. And we moved out here. And while we were packing up uh, her company, was like, Hey, do you have a job? Because we just got a big project and I could use a project manager to help out for a while. Like, sounds good to me. You know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dumb luck, right? Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Because then you could also carpool to work, which saves even more money.
1: (laughs) So now here's the challenge. Now imagine you're actually spending 24 hours a day with your significant other.
0: Yeah, we're no. Both
1: working on the Mm-mm. same project.
0: Mm-mm. No, we both married and at the beginning. Of we
1: were theater. living in the same extended stay room while we were trying to find a place to live. <laughs> so we were in the same room. We would drive in the same car to the same office, work on the same project, drive home in the same car, and go back to the, the same one room. <laughs>
0: no. And you survived it. That's and we survived the- it. That's yeah, good job. That's a-
1: this it was only—it was only for a couple months before we found a place to live.
0: Dude, but... three weeks that's of COVID, time, and I was back at work, being like, "Please let me clean the shop. I can't sit home any longer."
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we, it definitely would be like, "Hey, did you just hear about that?" Yeah, yeah, you were actually in that meeting.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, how you a lot of conversations
1: been. would go. Oh, yeah, you were there.
0: Yeah, uh, you said that actually. Okay. <laughs> oh uh, man yeah i congrats to you getting a job um, Thanks. getting having not having to getting to the uh that would be difficult <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: so know and then i have my, my, my dog that much i have my current job because when i told my previous boss that I we were moving to california he's like he literally was like oh and he made a phone call to my current the owners of the, my current company, like, Hey, I got this guy who's coming out there. You should hire him. Um, yeah, nice. so, you know, there was interviews and they had to figure out if they actually wanted to bring me on to things. But, uh, so first I was brought on as a rigging salesperson exclusively, uh, cause they had, uh, the ETC rigging line and they didn't really have anyone who was exper- very experienced in rigging, um, at the company. So there was a hole that happened to open up roughly at the same time I needed a job in California. I never thought I would be in sales, but uh, everyone thought I could do it. So I figured, let's give it a shot.
0: And you knew more or less about rigging and workloads and, you know, walking into yeah, the I and mean, being like, oh, that's not safe. Because that was a big thing from East West.
1: <laughs> you know, what comes down to it, you know, I never picture myself as a salesperson, but I kind of, I kind of say I'm a technical salesperson. So I'm, I'm not the person who's necessarily like, oh, I mean, and actually, Stacey, so you should give me your opinions of me because you've seen me in my current role. But I, I, I actually did. had to make a sales call with you. You know, I try stuff. to have lots of technical information as opposed to salesy information.
0: And that's the stuff I want. Like, yeah, the boss wants to know how much it is. But I'm like, yeah, but how long is it going to take to load in? And how long is it going to take to set up? And how many weeks of time do I need to block off? And do I even have the power in this building to do what I'm looking to do? I know I'm weird, and I think of all that stuff. Besides, (laughs) like, is it pretty? How much does it cost? And I'm like, screw that. Like, what other things is it including?
1: So, Nobody thinks uh, about that stuff. It's true, and th- there's a whole lot more to think about. Especially, you know, I only deal in automated rigging, so there's a whole lot more to talk about, and there's the infrastructure changes that have to be made, and things of that, things like yeah. that. Um, after I wasn't a while, even
0: sure, if we had the power to accommodate mm-hmm. that much extra stuff in the building, which is a whole other expense that had to go into it,
1: I'm not hmm. at yeah, East West
0: anymore, so it, uh, they haven't done anything, but.
1: I can confirm they have not uh, bought anything from me. Yes, they have not. <laughs> yep.
0: Because <laughs> I was pushing it. I was like, this is not safe. We need to do something. And then I left and they're like, yeah, we don't have money for it. How much did you know going into it as far as rigging? And how much rigging information did you have to learn once you were there as far as like automated rigging?
1: I mean, so I had started learning the product at my previous job that the rep in the cover of the Cincinnati area. Uh, so I knew the I knew the product pretty well. because um, I started doing more of the project management of the rigging project as well there in that process. So knowing that I mean once you understand how rigging works and getting that that education at CCM mm-hmm. as part of my you know TD job, it's it's just figuring out how the bits and pieces go together, being mm-hmm. able to look at things. And you know, I'll be real honest. I I take a high level view of things. I don't get into the nitty gritty. You know, when when we went down to to, States, to East West players with Stacy, um, I actually had one of my rigging dealers who were there. Actually, they invited me to come by because there's a network of dealers who actually do the installations. They're the ones who are figuring out which bolts to use, which pieces of of steel to install, and, and that kind of thing. Um, And they specialize in that, but they don't necessarily specialize in which one of these specific products is the right product for the situation. So that's when they bring me in to have that discussion because I can do something in five different ways. Mm -hmm. Each one has its advantages. I won't say disadvantages because they're not disadvantages. It's each motor is shaped differently. So if yeah. you need them closer together, you go with this motor. If you if you have a little more space, you might go with this one because <laughs> this motor's 12 feet long. This one's only four feet long. So it's it's kind of figuring out that jigsaw puzzle. And that's where I come in a lot of it is figuring is helping them to figure out which which piece works better. You know, I, I kind of I become a product specialist as opposed to an installation specialist. Ah, uh, I see. So I can look at it and I can go, yeah, they can figure out how to do that. And I let them figure <laughs> out how to do that because that's the important part for their costing because the equipment isn't necessarily the expensive part. It's the installation.
0: Yeah. right. The the it was going to take a couple weeks to pull out the old system and even get it ready to put in the new system, which was a couple weeks of labor and downtime and no rehearsals on stage and all that to even put in the system that yeah. that Derek had, but also East West doesn't have a full flight. It's a converted church. So there's only so many feet of space that we were trying to fit the same number of line sets in. And of course it wasn't a theater. So line sets weren't a set number of inches or feet apart. They were kind of random. So like, how do I convert over and how long would that take and what line sets am I losing? And. Yeah. And
1: you know, the they, puzzle. they specialize in that construction part, which I don't. And you know that cause construction codes vary. You know, our territory for my current company is L.A. County, every county that touches it up through Santa Barbara and up to San Luis Obispo. So we go state line to ocean. Orange County to San Luis Obispo. There are 8000 different construction jurisdictions in there that we can't keep track of any of that. There are people who work in there and do that. Now, I've met a lot. of That's desert. A lot of it's mountain. <laughs> it's <called laughs> so. San
0: Bernardino County. There's not much. Many-
1: <laughs> I have actually been to a school where where the sand was coming into the parking lot. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we grew up out there. <laughs> as sandy as some places. but yeah. yeah, we're a little bit better than that. That would be more like Hemet area. Yeah, Palm Desert.
2: Yeah, it was yeah. Palm Desert. Palm Desert. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But
0: on Springs. Yeah. There's a
1: lot of sand <laughs> up there. It was the first time I had seen that. So but
0: I guess coming from the Midwest and then New York area, yeah, it's it's very different.
1: Well, I grew no, up in yeah, Chicago, I so necessary. I'm I was very I'm very Midwest. I grew up outside of Chicago. You know, was went to grad school in Cincinnati. So I was like super Midwest up until right after grad school. Oh,
0: so here's a non-theater question. How shocking is California compared to the rest? Because we grew up here.
1: I mean, I didn't think it was that shocking in any way. I okay. grew up outside of Chicago. I lived outside of New York. So L.A. is just another big city.
0: Right. That's a, like when we went to London and I've been to Tokyo and other places. I'm like, they're just big cities. They're all like the same.
1: They're, they're different, but I, I, I wasn't that shocked.
0: Okay, good. Personally. Yeah, I mean, I've driven in New York City. Freaking traffic out there is worse than L.A. Oh, that's
1: I mean, true. the traffic's bad here in New York. They're, I'm pretty sure they're actually trying to kill you sometimes
0: in New York. They are. They are definitely yeah. trying to kill you uh-huh. in New York. And and hide the parking lots to Home Depot is a big but thing.
1: But Chicago that. also doesn't have a great reputation for drivers either.
0: Okay, so that's so so that people... that pro-
1: That probably helps me.
0: Uh, yeah. This, I know Cindy's <laughs> husband said one of the big things out here was driving and we were cleaner which i don't it, know how dirty true. you guys are out there because
1: i don't consider us
0: clean yeah but you've been to where i live
1: okay yeah. did you, you like did only it. show him disneyland
0: right well, he wh- said that the trash <laughs> was nicely compacted and there wasn't just stuff on the side of the road and no we took him to like venice beach and stuff they're not necessarily clean we took him to hollywood right, we spent- we spent most that's of our time like, in clean. residence, which is, is very clean. Yeah. Yeah. It's just different. I mean, it doesn't smell like rotting fish when you walk outside our front door like it does here. Well, that's. I mean, like that you. depends
1: on where you are in L.A. too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't take them to those parts of L.A. We took them to the like, nicer-ish parts of L.A. <laughs> yeah, we, we took them to Hollywood, but still the nicer-ish parts of, you know, commercial Hollywood. <laughs>
1: Right.
0: Right. So Marshall is your Hollywood. wife still at the same job? How long have you guys been out here? We've jumped to so many different places. Uh,
1: so we we are well, we're, we're right around nine years. I think I'm Ooh. in my eighth or ninth year with my oh. company. I can't remember at the moment.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know. That's a
1: while. So I don't only do rigging anymore. because um, that's not really feasible. So now I do, uh, lighting sales as well, uh, especially control systems. So our, our biggest, our, the biggest manufacturer we represent is ETC. Um, I don't know, should, should I explain what a rep does? Would that be useful?
0: Yeah. Cause I, I just learned what a, a rigging rep does. So how much <laughs> about lighting. Do you need to know? <laughs> so,
1: so in general, what, what a sales rep does. Uh, the easiest way to think about it is, we are contracted sales staff for the manufacturers, but through your company, right? So my managed- my company is contracted with ETC to okay. be their sales staff in Los Angeles. Huh. Okay. So and a number of other manufacturers, uh, we specialize in entertainment lighting and you know architainment if you want to use that phrase which a lot of people like and complex control systems so for example we do a lot of work with stadiums and theme parks as well as theaters and hotels and all those kind of things
0: pretty sure i spelt architainment wrong but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if you can spell it wrong
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's a thing if you look it up you'll actually see like articles about it and stuff which, which basically is, like, fancy architectural lighting. But not, not to the level of, like, theme parks or anything like that. But, like, we want it to look fun and do stuff.
0: Like when the Empire State Building is like, and now we're going to be green, and tomorrow we're going to be rainbow color.
1: Probably. That- it would probably fall under that. Lots of facade lighting and things like that. Yeah. Uh, huh. so, so what I do is I work with both end users who actually want to buy the stuff. But I also work with a lot of specifiers, so lighting consultants offices. So basically I become a product specialist to help them figure out which pr- which of my products would be the best to use in the situation. Um, for control systems, I actually help them design the lighting control systems and put that down. So these bits and pieces, and this is how you connect them together and all those kind of things. So it, it is a very, my particular job is a very technical job as far as that's concerned. <laughs>
0: Okay, most houses, you go into a room, you flip a light switch, the light turns on. You mm-hmm. get on stage, there's an entire board that somebody's programmed all these different lights. How does an architectural lighting thing work? Like nobody's back there hitting go for each cue to change lights.
1: Well, there's, there's a controller. So um, there are specialty architectural controllers that do that. Um, For instance, the one you'd probably be familiar with is the pylons at LAX.
0: Yep, always changing. Have been
1: have been running off of an ETC architectural controller since the the day they were installed.
0: Sweet, I've I've often wondered that when I go pick up Cindy from the airport. Um,
1: (laughs) So yeah, and I I could probably tell you, but I don't know if I should say what what it is like on, on, on the podcast
0: get rid of all of the magic they just magically change colors at la
1: they just magically change color so that that's programmed and they bring out a programmer um when they want to change what it does but it's all it's all time cl- time clock based
0: so starting um, at like five o'clock when the sun goes down it runs through this sequence yeah so it'll, it'll
1: be an astronomical time clock that starts at sundown and turns off at sunup, roughly <laughs> That's I haven't awesome. seen the. I haven't seen that particular program, but I'm assuming that's what it is. But I mean, that's in theory what it would be.
0: Yeah, that it would run off an ETC because ETC to me is theater. I wouldn't think that LAX's funny circle of lights was doing. That. <laughs> <laughs> funny well, circle I... of lights. <laughs> so are Sorry, you uh, doing? No, go on.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say those are running in all sorts that that kind of stuff's running all over the place but there's even architectural control systems in theaters so what your house lights are running on when you're not using the console is an architectural control system so the so when you walk in and press a button to turn on the lights that's all running through an architectural control processor to turn on the lights and that processor's watching to see when the lighting console starts sending out dmx or whatever other control signal you're using to to, to take control away from the architectural control system. Because any time you want to control lights for multiple locations, you can't just use a light switch. Sure, you could use a three-way light switch, but now you're running high voltage or line voltage power to multiple locations. And if you want more than two locations, it gets real complicated. <laughs> very... So you switch to an architectural control system where you're just running low voltage wires around to do that.
0: Oh, I have a bunch of things now. <laughs> You could talk to Derek about it. You should just like set up stuff in your in your parking lot area at home. <laughs> <laughs> By one carport. <laughs> yeah, but you could do it for like all the carports down the side. Oh, you just yeah, have like would like a, NIMPA would love like a runway. <laughs> yeah, they would love that. It'd be awesome. So, do you have to do a bidding thing for that kind of like what you did in New York, or is it a, they already come no. to you and said we want to use your product? How? Yeah. What's the so,
1: product so, that, so at that point. Um, we do, we do handle quotations for our manufacturers as well, locally, so that we're we're pulling some of the strain off of the factories for that. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's some bidding, but we don't, my company doesn't sell anything. So in the, you cannot give me money and and I cannot give you a product. So what happens is we have dealers and distributors, your standard lighting dealers, the same like lighting dealers, you would buy your source for, from anywhere, um, you know and then we have distributors who are electrical distributors who sell everything from conduit to wire to fixtures and control systems uh they get the construction drawings they send us the construction drawings and then if hopefully our stuff is specified if we if i've done my job right (laughs) my manufacturers will be specified on the construction drawings and then we we tell them how much it will cost so we go through the drawings we figure out all the bits and pieces of equipment tell them how much it costs and then they order it directly from the factory because again we are contracted salespeople so you're
0: just kind of the like the middleman.
1: i mean i hate that description that many people would agree with you it, it's a very negative connotation because a middleman takes. i money, was just saying
0: it was like okay
1: where we don't take money but you have people I,
0: saying this and then you but you do like the the, the work of we these do we do the, we this, do the work in the middle yes correct and okay, so great. So how does your company make money if you're not
1: money? We're we're contracted with the manufacturers, so they pay us directly.
0: Oh, so if you sell anything, it's based, ETC based lives, on those my... sales. Got
1: yeah.
0: it. It was like, so you work for free. This doesn't seem <laughs> like it's really nope. how the company works. Okay.
1: Now my yeah, so we're we're compensated by the manufacturers for the work we do.
0: Got it. That's why ETC wants you to work on things because you figure Correct. out all the things and they just have to make them and send them to you. And then you do all that stuff. Okay. Huh?
1: Yeah. And you know, they have, they have regional sales staff. And so it, it's a little bit clearer and I'm just using them as an example, cause it's a company we, you know, we do a lot of work with, mm-hmm. um, in places that don't have regional sales teams. So there's an office out here that we work very, very closely with, <clears throat> um, for things, but in places in Cincinnati, for example, they don't have a regional office. The closest regional office is Wisconsin. So, there's no way that they could hire enough sales staff to be in people's offices. You know, there are currently Mm -hmm. five salespeople in my company and we all have a whole number of people we, we call on, uh, which is when, you know, we give product presentations and we help them do drawings and whatever they need. Um, In that situation, a factory can't do that. You know, especially the more complex the system is, the there's, it's just a matter of resources. So and if we don't sell anything my company doesn't get paid so it's it's pretty easy for them to choose to <laughs> to do that i think
0: so do you need to know a lot about etc and all the lighting systems or on a on a lighting technical level you don't need to know too much about that just kind of how it goes together
1: uh it's it's a combo i need to know how it all goes together i need to know how it all works together i need to know the fundamentals of how it talks to itself to each other, purely so that if someone says, "Hey, can it do this?" or "I need it to do this," how can I get there? Mm, you know, okay. I know some of the technical stuff. You know, there's a lot I don't know, um, but it, it it's kind of it gets to the point when I know what the system's capable of, so that makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Can I go in and program it to do a lot of the stuff? Not necessarily, but I know there are people who can. That's
0: how like my <laughs> job is, too. I don't know how to program the lights. Yeah, I can hang a light. I can do a basic program, but then I hire people to do that. I just want you to tell me it can work so I can give somebody else the job to do it.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's a little more because, you know, I need to know which wire type has to be pulled in conduits from this button station to that button station and how they have to be wired together yeah. and things of that nature, because we work with electrical contractors all the time, too. So we're, you know, I'm on a job site with a hard hat and we're talking about how to pull wire through a wall and what wires need to be pulled where and things of that nature, too.
0: How did you learn that on
1: the job? Yeah. (laughs) On the job.
0: Is that something I still haven't figured out? I don't do a ton of electrical, but I'm like, yeah, bigger wire means it pulls more electricity. How big of a wire is
1: it am not talking Well, I'm not talking about wire gauges because wire gauge is determined by the electrical engineer. Because they have to do those calculations. Yeah. But I'm saying you need cat uh, you need cat five between here and here. You need this ma- this wire specified by for the manu- by the manufacturer for this cables. This is the DMX cable you need to pull. Mm.
0: The okay. So not because we're not we're not, not en-
1: yeah we're not engineers. So I can't tell you what gauge of wire to pull. I can tell you what the system is capable of supporting. I mean, I'm going to go look it up if you ask me the question. I don't know that.
2: <laughs> I know where to find that answer.
1: But I know where to find that quickly.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, because everybody switched, like, everything's going like wireless or DMX or, you know, mm-hmm. everything is different. And, okay, okay. I have so many questions, but they're really not related to this podcast at all. I'm just excited about. <laughs> It's just its just interesting how things like run through walls. Like most people look at the wall and they're like, a wall. And I'm like, do you know how much stuff is underneath that layer of paint that you're looking at? And I really don't have any reason to do any of that. I just think it's entertaining. Do you just have the urge to put holes in walls now? Uh, I usually just fix holes in walls. But yeah, it's interesting to see what's behind the hole. Like, why is there a hole here? <laughs> I got a White House recently, twin, and there's a lot of why is there a hole here? question. There's a, there's a lot so. trying to fix that
1: up. Somebody was
2: born.
0: <laughs> Old men volunteers for 30 years and there's just random holes. So, so yeah, because I, Kate works in lighting, do you feel like you know more about lighting through her? If that makes sense. You know, like if do you guys come home and talk about it?
1: I mean, I, do, I wouldn't say I know more about it through her because I also did lighting in undergrad. Um, so I know the basics as far as that's concerned. Um, and I don't tell anyone how to do their jobs. I just help them. They say, this is what I want to do. Do you have a light that can help me do it? Is probably a good example of how to do that. Or, you know, I show them a light and what it can do. They, they, they would choose, especially in the case of her, you know, her company which is a lighting specifier. Would choose what they wanted to do and which light, but they just might be like, "Hey, do you have a light? I need something that does this. Do you have something in there?" And hopefully, I do. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we we do talk at home about stuff. I mean, especially now because both of our offices are in the same house <laughs> currently. But not the same room. You're not. Not the in same room. room nope. good. No. Good. Made,
0: made progress.
1: Uh, there. And I actually do call on her company, so her company is actually one of my clients. <laughs> So it it means she always knows how to get a hold of her rep (laughs) when she needed.
0: That that is pretty like if I have a stage manager question, Twin's just on the line. Like it's (laughs) 24. It's pretty
1: nice. I mean, she did not appreciate the joke when she was in Ireland doing a uh distillery and there was a problem and it was late at night here and I answered you know, it's a I'm like, hey, I have a Gantam question, which is another manufacturer we represented at the time. And I was like, oh, the Gantam rep does not isn't currently off hours. She <laughs> He's sleeping right now.
0: <laughs> dinner <laughs> break? I can't be disturbed during dinner break?
1: It, it was something along the lines of, the Gantam's hours are, are 9 to 5, <laughs> Monday through Friday. She, she was not in the mood for that joke at that particular time. But I thought I was hilarious. <laughs>
0: Do you go to a lot of uh conv- Well, maybe not a lot of conventions, but when ETC comes out with something new, do you get to go play with
1: it and see what it does? Uh, so those are kind of two different questions. Okay. Uh, so as I mentioned, there is an ETC regional office in LA, which means that we have access to a lot of ETC gear. Nice. Um, you know, so I, I do get to see a lot of that stuff, and we get hands on, and we get demo units. So. I, i'll take to my clients so i don't know if you see in the blast but etc is announcing a couple new fixtures in a in a couple weeks mm. um, they haven't said what they are yet uh so once that's released and once i can go into people's offices again uh, <laughs> we would take we would take that fixture around to the etc dealers so they could see the fixture and play with it um, as well as our specifiers so they could see it and see how it can do so yeah. following, following up to that, ETC will have the big announcements. They'll have a training for us. And then we will do probably at this point, just some online webinar things to introduce the light more. Right, right. Things like that. I do a little bit of travel, but not much. I, we go to LDI every year because it's in Vegas and it's close. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have done uh, light fair occasionally, and that's the architectural lighting trade show.
0: Where is that? Is it, does it rotate? Or?
1: That, that moves a lot. Kind of like LDI used to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but LDI has kind of been stuck on the West Coast for a long time, and <laughs> uh, Lightfare has been stuck on the East Coast for a long time. Sometimes they're both in Vegas, which is kind of interesting.
0: I mean, architectural and theatrical lighting is like 90% of every building on the strip. So,
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you know, Lightfare is every bollard you see outside and street lights, and wall sconces and everything. So it's
0: oh, interesting.
1: It's much bigger than LDI. So, cause it's it's the architectural trade show. Uh, no, though an interesting thing is, so I'm also on the board of the local IES illuminating engineering society, um, which in addition to being on that, I am also on the, uh, the co- The co-chair of our of the product fair we have out here, which is a local trade show that we put on every year. So the IES is an international organization of illuminating engineers. So that's lighting specifiers, engineers, manufacturers of lighting equipment. They do things like if you've heard of TM thirty, not TM thirty, but if you've heard of um, like uh, CRI and TM thirty, which are both lighting measurements so they develop standards
0: i've heard of tm30 but i I wouldn't be able to say what it was but i've heard people use that before
1: tm30 is a measurement of white light so that you can make sure that your white lights are all the same because with leds white light is no longer white light right right
0: i had a whole discussion with my parents about. (laughs) do they have different light bulbs no they fixed it okay thank god in the kitchen they had four cold lights and one warm light all in the ceiling and it was driving me crazy every time i went over there i'm like warm lights and cold lights cannot be in the same room especially all in the same fixtures and they're like "Eh, it doesn't matter and i was like it does matter (laughs) (laughs) this is driving me crazy
1: well that's one of their goals is to fix that so tm30 actually goes in beyond the color temperature which you're you know which you're speaking about down to Uh the color spectrum included in the light how far it veers off and where it veers off of that color spectrum and things like that. So, so that, that's how, that organization. I
0: didn't even know that existed and you're on, you're in it. How do you,
1: well, I mean, you I, I also then? just became the treasurer of the organ of the group of the local group too, because uh, <laughs> no one else wanted to. I like, uh, <laughs> else to <do. laughs> uh, how did I end up there? Um, my wife is actually on the student lighting design competition group. And so they needed some help with that, with the product fair. And I had time and I was like, sure, I'll do it. And then after spending a whole lot of time there helping to develop the programs we do, cause we do a monthly program. Um, we bring in speakers and things, things of that, of that nature, uh, just to do things. So after spending a lot of time with that and helping with that, they're like, Hey, I think you're a great, great person. And, have been helping out a lot of you interested in becoming a board member because a, a spot opened up. So they did that. And then recently we've, you know, our treasurer spot opened up and I was like, sure, I'll do it. So I'm doing that now too.
0: The projects you get into during COVID. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I've been on the board now for just over a year and then, but I've been involved for several years. So I've done two trade shows so far. We would have had our third last month, but we had to cancel this year.
0: How so. big, like, is it a nationwide?
1: No, it's local. It's so, so the organ, well, the organization is international.
0: Oh, international.
1: Okay. And then there is a North American group and then there are regionals, regional sections. So we are the Los Angeles section, which technically only co- covers LA County. So there's an Orange County section, which we work with very closely. There's a Santa Barbara County section. Um, you're not you're not restricted to which section you can go to, it just where it just means where some of your dues go <laughs> to help support the the programs, things like that. So uh, when we do when we do our little trade show, it's uh it's people from all over Southern California come. People come up from San Diego, people come up, you know, from Santa Barbara, Ventura counties all over the place. So
0: yeah, because it's not like when I hire a company, I only hire in LA County. That would be
1: ridiculous. Right, right exactly. <laughs> so, and, it, and it's a manufacturer show where they all have tabletops and set up. And then all the proceeds from that event actually fund the student lighting design competition we have every year, uh, which last year we gave away $20,000 in grants to the winners combined. That's combined.
0: <laughs> but that's awesome. That's, that's still so cool. decent. Um, is it lighting design like the architectural lighting design any kind yeah, of it's 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 archi- it's
1: architectural for sure. So it's it's not like it's not theatrical. or entertainment I would say. That's why so, I'm cool. not heard of this. We, we cover all that, and, you know, so an interesting thing is theme parks just so you know are considered architectural lighting. Not
0: entertainment
1: because like? they're not live entertainment. So so it's it kind of divides mm. down to live entertainment and permanently installed lighting. Like, mm-hmm.
0: Because we grew up going to Disneyland, walking down Main Street would be architectural, but once you got to like Fantasmic, that's that's live, live entertainment. Show, so it switches mm. from architectural lighting to theatrical
1: lighting. Yeah.
0: But then, what the castle? And in fact,
1: Disney does that too. In fact, Disney is Fantasmic is run by a different group than the group that that handles the Main Street.
0: Because we've talked to some people, because we've uh, known a couple. I've known a couple people who have done like the not scary farm or yeah, something. not scary farm, but they just do the Halloween portion or Six mm-hmm. Flags, and they just do the Halloween portion yeah. of it interesting because i would just assume when i look up i see like sorcerers and stuff so i just assumed it was all entertainment because most people consider disney an entertainment industry
1: it, is. it and is a lot of it breaks down to whether or not it's permanently installed or not <laughs> It's, i think is the real way to look at it
0: this is where the uh that word that you misspelled earlier comes in handy yeah Market... <laughs> no where is it <laughs> <laughs> It didn't underline it. I must have spelt it right. I don't know how. Architainment. Architainment? I just see your face right now. That was pretty funny. (laughs) Architainment. I'm I'm putting that in my... I highlighted it so I could find it easier next time. (laughs) (laughs) How did your wife get involved in... in doing the... uh, student... I have no
1: idea. (laughs) I'll be real honest. I have no idea how she got involved in doing that.
0: (laughs) Kate just does things. (laughs) It's great. She knows people. She does things.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I honestly never even asked that question. I just knew she was doing it at one point.
0: (laughs) That's excellent. Those are the best things. (laughs) We'll have her her on the podcast. (laughs) We'll have her on the podcast and be like, we have one question for you. Not how you got into theater, not how did you get to this point, but why this society? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah, I really don't know how she got there. Um uh, but I know how I got involved and now I'm very involved with the group with the organization. But it's kind of fun, you know. I I I work with the people that I work with, but in a more volunteer aspect and we bring in some pretty cool speakers and things. We had someone from a uh, Walt Disney Imagineering discussing the lighting for uh, the new Star Wars Land um, last month, I think. So Did that really was.
0: Watch these back things because I, I spent like four hours the first time we went to Star Wars Land just looking at like the set painting, set design.
1: Um, I box. think we are trying to see if we can share that recording. Um, oh
0: yeah, might it might not be able It to. depends
1: if we get permission.
0: If people want to find this organization and watch or participate in any any of these where do I look up IES? Sure.
1: So yeah, so the national organization is the national national branch. It's ies.org. Okay. And then my chapter is iesla.org. So, many so if you go onto the main site and you can just search IES and it'll come up um you it'll show you local chapters most cities have a chapter some ch- cities have multiple chapters uh it's it's very much focused on architectural lighting but that doesn't mean that they don't want you to be there if you know something you know other lighting en- entertainment or anything like that um, you know some places will have more theme park than other places it yeah. depends if You know, A, the theme park exists in the in the area, and (laughs) B if if the people doing the theme park work exist in the area, you are. That's true. There's there's a lot of theme park work in in LA. And not just for Disneyland for globally. A lot of that's in LA.
0: Yeah. Wellness lighting calculations. (laughs) (laughs) Quinn's on the website.
1: Oh, you're looking at our next thing, aren't you?
0: Yeah. Uh, what is uh, healthy lighting today? Well, my office is not healthy lighting I can tell you that much.
1: So that is a presentation about the well standard. So well is a building certification that goes more than just lighting, but it's about the materials that are used and things like that. So, but there's a lighting portion of it that discusses flicker and glare and things like that.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. can't so Mine is definitely glare.
1: Cool. So Don Hollingsworth, who's one, who's a well-certified specifier out here, is uh, doing that talk. And then we're leading. I think it's next month. Uh, the first of a BIM study group. Basically, BIM is the building information manage, building management software. So it's three D CAD, um, where nice. you actually put every piece of equipment in its full three D space. So it does like. Hey, these two things are trying to occupy the same space—errors and things like that. So, but it's a very—it's—it's difficult software, and so they're doing a discussion group that's starting soon. That makes sense because
0: yeah, you can't can't fit everything in one area, but most people don't always think about that.
1: Yeah, you know, it was designed to make sure uh, plumbing pipes and conduit and ducts weren't all in the same void of space.
0: Yeah, because walls are only so big, and then you Mm -hmm. have, like, you know, the wall and two by fours and stuff. Yep. So. Excellent! I know what I'll be doing right after this podcast. (laughs) Looking up this website. (laughs) And maybe dinner. But mostly looking (laughs) up this website.
1: (laughs) I don't know how much stuff we have on there now. Um, We're in the process of exploring a new website type thing and weird stuff like that, but we have we've, we've just started recording things cuz you know everything was in person so nothing was recorded before so we didn't need to have a way to distribute <laughs> our recordings before so we're still figuring all that out got it cuz we are a 100% volunteer organization at the local chapter
0: you said you're well, you said you're a uh completely volunteer at the local level do you guys have like a national level that's not volunteer that kind of like is a little bit paid that manages the overall
1: correct picture? yeah mm-hmm yeah, so okay. so so there are paid people paid people who do um the accounting and stuff because we you know it's a non profit and we're a non profit status under them, so they handle all of our taxes and things like that. So there there are paid people who are handling that and membership and the, the, you know, people who there's enough, it's a full time job. You can't be a volunteer and do that work.
0: Yeah, at absolutely. that level.
1: Yeah. Well, and technically I think I it's mean, also that's what internationally. We're so it's, you know, it's because it is a global organization.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> everything North. between American and then other countries, because their electricity and all is different. Well, electricity isn't different. <laughs> Voltages. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so that, that's actually a challenge I see in my regular job, too, because we, there's a lot of international work that comes out of L.A., too. So it's a lot of, hey, is this product available in this country? And so it's a lot of researching which voltage is used in that country and which products are available because some things won't work on other voltages. Like the voltage isn't beneficial to that particular thing. There's some stuff available in other voltages that I wish we had in the U S but would never pass U S building codes. It's not that it's unsafe. It's just, it does, it doesn't meet what what's required by the NEC, which is the national electric code. So it's, it's interesting occasionally i get a hey can i get this for a project here i use this on this project in dubai i'm like "Mm, no (laughs) that's not available (laughs) in 120 sorry
0: like i have thought about like different cables and plugs actually plugging in but
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so in the u.s they very much like things in enclosures you can put conduit into in europe and other countries they don't care about that whether or not they think people are smart enough to not touch wires, I think is probably what they've decided. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, so. I touch
0: the wire anyway, whether it's in a conduit or not, I can get into those, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you need a tool. They believe in
2: survival. You, the fittest.
0: you do need a tool. I have plenty of those, too. <laughs> 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 I like to just basically wow. cause problems in buildings. It's, it's 100% true well i think you told me a while ago that we were ran out of time and then we just keep talking about stuff this is what always happens see derek said ask questions and then we just keep asking questions Yeah, he said he'd be and we went if over and just it. talked on his own
1: that's true i think be. i am <laughs>
0: <laughs> let me put you on the podcast we really like boring people on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> interesting
2: conversation.
1: cindy was like i knew this guy and he was kind of just like dry and boring we should totally talk to him <laughs> yeah. and record it for other people too
0: yeah. For two years I was just completely bored. So, you know, we'll ask it's him to be on the podcast. Thanks for entertaining Twin while I couldn't be out there. Somebody has to do it.
1: <laughs> Somebody years had ago, to. It's true. Years in the so,
0: process of it
1: was so long ago I don't even like admitting it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know when you're like, I've been in New in California for like nine years. I was like, that seems so weird because I feel like I was just at your house and in you guys were like Terrytown. Terrytown. Ish, yeah. yeah, and I was like, I feel like that was only like five years ago. I don't know how you've been when in California for nine years. When you've been married for ten years? I was gonna say over ten years. You just passed ten years. No, what we're, 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 May is ten years. We haven't hit it yet. Oh, okay. But
1: oh, uh, I hit, I hit ten years next month.
0: Yeah, he wins. <laughs> I'm, I'm at seven. He wins.
1: He wins next month.
0: I'll be at seven <laughs> next month. So that sounds pretty good. Uh, okay. B- before we end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in the email. So I'm pretty sure we warned you. Do you, you have did. any twin stories?
1: I mean, honestly, I don't. You are, two are the only set of twins I know. Yeah, but I it is interesting. My I twin know. story is the fact that I met you both in very different places of the country at very <laughs> different times. <laughs>
2: <But> <laughs> Just purely
1: by, by chance.
2: Yeah,
0: Did you, when you saw her, did you like think, wow, she looks really familiar?
1: Well, um, so the way that that worked is uh, Stacy had set up a meeting with one of our dealers and the dealer.
0: That sounds very sketchy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of our rigging dealers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they had reached out to me and be like, hey, can you go on this job walk with me? And then some emails, he brought me into the email chain. And I was like, "Stacy Hennon? Is that Yeah, because I and
0: used then... my full name, Hinen Stone at East West. Oh, you did. Because I, I was like, how would you know? Because it just says Stacy Stone, but if you use Hennon.
1: And I was like, is that? And I think I might have Facebook stalked you briefly. Yes. And then okay. and then I sent I Cindy Facebook a message started. and like Is your sister <laughs> at Yes. I think yeah, I gave pretty much
0: from yeah, Cindy, I think Cindy said like Hey, did you just set up a meeting with a rigger? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did like, I didn't know this information. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know we're connected, but that's a little weird that you're stalking my meetings. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wouldn't that and, be and funny? It's though? weird, even though we went to grad school together, that I don't think we were ever in this in grad school. Stacey was never around at the time. That I don't think we ever met because I, I only period. came out
0: yeah, once, you came up- and i was there for like two days and then we went to cleveland so it's spring break days. yeah so i don't think i yeah so it- through to the shop but nobody was really there when i walked through the shop
1: so yeah, it's just kind of interesting you know what I about I that's- yeah <laughs> 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 i
0: look a lot like her
1: weirdly i don't think you guys look that much alike
0: I think it depends on, like, the day and how much time we've spent together. Yeah. I feel like when I go out there to do jobs, the more
1: alike we look,
0: (laughs) if that makes sense. I don't know. There's, yeah. Well,
1: I think think it's, I think it's working. Well, I think it was working with you, Cindy, for two years. Yeah. Yeah. That really did it.
0: If you've been with one for much longer, like, no one at my current work would probably get as confused because I've been there for over a year. Well, the people who I don't see very often at my current job, but like the guy I shared the office with, he would know. He would yeah, p- probably also tell him, "Hey, twins coming out, like 15 <laughs> before twin came out." I
1: mean, maybe yeah. you shouldn't. Yeah, I've yeah, been there for like
0: two years. I know. Well, next time, next time I'm allowed out of New York or Brooklyn.
1: You go down to
0: Brooklyn. I went to Manhattan today. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thanks. I went to I Hawthorne. drove because. I took the subway twice and it freaks me out. And now I'm just driving and they will reimburse me travel because I don't want to get back on the subway. <laughs> it's too, too many crazies right now. Some guys started smoking on the subway yesterday and I was like, mm, no, you don't have a mask on and you're smoking. I don't like either of these things. So we're not going to take the subway anymore. It was it was not, not pretty. See, okay, we well, just got rid of most public transportation so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> we all sit in our own cars.
1: yeah there's so much driving
0: Uh uh-huh
1: i have definitely driven two hours for a 30-minute meeting (laughs) two hours one way and then two hours back
0: yeah and then they choose like let's meet at 10 a.m. and you're like that's like the middle of rush hour yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is a horrible idea (laughs) Well, okay. thank you so much for, for chatting with us for more than an hour. We no, suck podcast to an hour. <laughs> yeah. we but we learned talking. a bunch of stuff, and I've highlighted unique words and web pages. <laughs> I learned a new word today. <laughs> it's, good. it's good. These are pretty good notes. I like them. Twin won't read them, but I'll send them to her, anyways. That's <laughs> <laughs> true i glance at them sometimes when you highlight well, stuff i look at that but that's about at it
1: at least you figured out the dun- the working dynamic
0: yeah i don't yes. know why i take the notes. she's the stage manager you think she'd be taking the dumb notes i'm so tired of taking notes
1: <laughs>
0: i'm over TV. it it's not my job to take notes on what people say unless it's important <laughs> to me our <laughs> is important this Is why I you took highlighted the note it. <laughs>
1: Gonna, it's, that's just because you'd never heard it before
0: yeah, it is gonna be one of the posts this week like probably tomorrow do you know what architainment <laughs> is
2: <laughs> it just it. Wait.
1: yeah it, it sounds way fancier than it is i think it's just it when does. people started putting when they started making buildings look pretty and that's, do things
0: that's very important I mean, I look at buildings all the time, especially all the new ones that keep going up in New York for the past couple years, and some of them, I'm like, you suck at lighting. And some of them, I'm like, you did a really great job at lighting. It like works really well with the windows and the angles and all that stuff, and some of them just suck. He so well, well, that, The fancy houses that, have all the up lights on all of their plants outside. Poor houses don't have that. <laughs>
1: it's true. Well, a lot of those new buildings that are going up, it depends if they hired a lighting consultant or not.
0: Yeah, I feel like some of them, there's one especially that I love on the BQE that is just like, you know they hired somebody because as soon as the lights went on on that one, it just completely transformed the building. It was really amazing. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's
1: a whole industry and some people just don't, aren't willing to spend the money. Yeah. And it's not just I'm hiring someone to do it, it's just, you know to, to buy the lights. You know, they go, what's, what's the minimum I can do legally? And they do True. that. True.
0: Well, and then maintain it. Like, you don't want one light to go out and now it's going to look funny, but... Maybe you do. I don't know. Well, thank you so much. Say, <laughs> say hi to Kate for me. I, have, I will have do. Forever and, forever and all the other CCM people that have moved out to California with you. That There's, a co-
1: There's a couple of us out here now. Yeah. Fuchs has moved out here.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: some people uh, who are younger than us, also, but <laughs>
0: That's big, it's been a big lighting years. area. Yeah.
1: <laughs> has been a couple of years.
0: Too many. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We will keep in touch, and um, mm-hmm. if I ever come back to California, I'll let you at know. Some point. The valley, yeah. <laughs> Dog out here to visit. Oh yeah, I, I gotta come visit my nephew. Well, thank you so much, Derek.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Okay. Thank, thanks, Derek. thanks to the two of you. <laughs> thank you.
0: Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more, visit our website at TwinstockTheater.podbean.com and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music. You can also interact with us on Facebook or Instagram at Twin Stock Theatre. Toto Music, Dance Macop, is provided by Kevin McLeod of IncomTech.com under Creative Commons License 3.0.